Hey, and welcome to Life and Happiness Radio. Today, we will be talking about some women bosses, and we're going to jump right in with our first lady boss, Janice Clark. She's a certified lactation counselor. Hi, Teresa. How you doing? Hi, I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me on your show. No problem. Awesome. <laughs> So we're going to start with what your business name is. All right. So um, my business name is JC Lactation Counseling. Um, JC, is, my name is Janice Clark. It's not very, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just regular, you know, JC. <laughs> it could be simple. Okay. And how long have you been in business? Um. So I um, formed my LLC in July, so um, it's about three and a half months. Okay. And um, how did you get started? That's a good question. So, um, <laughs> no, it's like a really roundabout way. I did not go to, like, you know, university for this. I didn't even know this field existed until last year. So I um, gave birth to my son um, in February 2019, and um, I wanted to breastfeed, but I wasn't prepared for breastfeeding. I had no clue what in, what was what in, it entailed. And I kept getting pushed, you know, formula kept getting pushed on me, even though there was no medical necessity for it. And I wanted to breastfeed. So I started doing my own research and getting help for myself. I really pushed and pushed and pushed. So um, last year, August, I decided to look for training and, um, you know, actually go into the field because I just felt that passionate about it. So I took um, a course um, at the Center for Breastfeeding, um, a five-day course, and I passed my exam, and I became a certified lactation counselor. Okay. So what problems do your business solve? So the the problems my business solve is actually what I encountered when I was looking for breastfeeding professionals. Um, I was just so confused by all the acronyms. You have CLC, IBCLC, you have CBS, ALC, uh, and I, I didn't know what to do, how to differentiate. So my business will make, make it clear what these acronyms mean and exactly how I can help um, you know, lactate and, and new, new parents who are wanting to breastfeed. Um, I also solved the problem um, because there's a lack of black representation in the Bronx. There's not a lot of um, black lactation professionals in the, that service the Bronx. And the black breastfeeding rates are already very low to begin, like lower than um, white breastfeeding rates um, to begin with. And that stems from, uh, you know, the history of slavery and um, the slave um, women having to breastfeed their master's children and families being ripped apart, that bond being broken. And then the formula companies started heavily marketing to women, but especially in the black communities. So then um, breastfeeding just became like something that 
nobody did. It's like a thing in the past, and you know, it's it's suffer like the black breastfeeding race have suffered because of these things. Um, and what helps is when you see somebody who looks like you breastfeeding. So um, I I am so. I'm I continue to nurse my own son at 20 months so I'm going on two years nursing my son and I want to be able to normalize breastfeeding for women who look like me and who've never seen another woman breastfeed because I I think I've seen maybe two women breastfeed in my whole entire life I'm 33 Mm. years old right you know this is something that health professionals say it's best for babies you know um you know mother's milk is you know the optimal nutrition but the way in this country nobody sees it really or you know women get shamed for breastfeeding in public or um you know women want to breastfeed but their employers aren't being accommodated at the job so yeah, yeah a lot of that yeah, and, you know, and pumping, I mean, pumping is breastfeeding, right? And pumping is hard work. I, I commend moms and, and birthing parents who um, pump exclusively. That's really tough. Um, so if that's your goal, you know, to provide breast milk, um, even while being employed, you need that supportive, you know, system. And this is not there in this in, in our country, unfortunately. Um, so my business will solve the problem also of, um, helping mothers and other birth and parents to navigate the breastfeeding world and to help, um, teach them how to advocate for their child, um, with evidence-based information, because there's a lot of, um, misinformation, a lot of myths out there, and these are even being perpetuated by, um, pediatricians, dentists. Um, so my, what I feel is my calling is to help educate um, these, you know, parents so that they can basically stand up for their children and therefore educate um, a misinformed um, health practitioner. Awesome. So how do you market your business? How are people aware of your business? So I'm pretty, um, you know, new. I'm still figuring things out. But what I plan to do is tap into um, social media um, since there there are so many breastfeeding groups online. Facebook, um, there's a peanut app. There's a lot of people um, seeking help online. So I'm going to tap into um, Facebook, um, Instagram. Um, word of mouth is still very um, successful, very important. Yeah. yeah so I, I have a lot of friends, a lot of family members who are very supportive of what I'm doing. Um, so I, I, know, I know in business, like your family and friends are not your target audience right mm-hmm. so i'm not looking for them to like oh you know buy into my services but i am looking for them to spread the word that hey it's a black lactation mm-hmm. you know yeah. counselor in the bronx you know doing virtual yeah. consults say you know i'm empathetic and you know i i know my stuff and <laughs> i'm yeah, not gonna judge you it don't cost <laughs> no money to spread the word or share a post right. or anything that's free. 
<laughs> exactly, exactly. And like, I am so bad with social media. Like, I basically took a hiatus for a few years off from Facebook, and I wasn't really on social media for a while. And then my friends got me into Snapchat and Instagram, and then I started seeing the value and how you can reach out to to people. Um, you know, whether you have you have a store or you have a or you're marketing a service. Um, so I'm trying to get up on my, um, my A game (laughs) and, um, learning how to like create content or, you know, sharing content. So that's my goal. Like my, um, my social media is going to be a place where people can go and find information, um, evidence-based information about breastfeeding and, um, that's accurate, you know, but that's, that's the biggest thing is a lot of information out there is not accurate and it's impacting moms and other um, birth and parents um, breastfeeding journeys. And I don't want that for somebody else. If I can easily share my information, I will. Um, But with that, you know, sharing information, I have a skill that I think is useful, right? Breastfeeding is a skill. That's not something that's you know, oh, you give birth to your child and boom, you just breastfeed. For some people, hey, maybe it works, you know, um, right away. But even then, like, maybe it works for that person because they've seen it. Maybe, you know, they've, um, they were coached before, you know, during their pregnancy or they saw it growing up, you know, they saw their mother breastfeeding, they saw their aunt breastfeeding their, their children. So it, it, it was like, it's like natural, you know, for them to see that and to have their baby latch on immediately after birth. But it's not, it's not that, it's not easy. It's natural, but it doesn't mean it's easy, right? Um, so for even for me personally, it took me like a month before the pain went away. I got help from a, um, a peer counselor at my local WIC, and I was just so shocked, like, wow, this is actually enjoyable now I can actually bond with my child you know and you know not cringe every time he nurses mm-hmm. so it's a skill that you know the the baby is new the parent is new and we're trying to learn together um I spent money to get training I bought books you know to keep my skills up I've um I also purchased membership into um, organizations, associations, um, to network with other lactation professionals and to um, get access to peer-reviewed articles, journal articles. Um, Since, you know, evidence-based means tap it into research and um, not just tap it into your own personal, you know, experience or, you know, what you've heard on the streets. You know, that's not not really going to help you. Um, so I feel, and also I feel like my time is valuable. So, you know, I was given, you know, breastfeeding assistance to, um, people online before I started my business and they're just, you know, getting their history and asking about their baby's birth and this and that. And next thing you know, it's like an hour, two hours gone by, (laughs) like basically, you know, it's, we, I want their babies to eat, but my baby needs to eat too. (laughs) Right. Like, you know, it's, 
if I was doing this in a volunteer capacity, it would be, you know, I would go to an organization and, you know, donate my time, you know. But if I want to do this as a professional, I feel like I should be compensated for my time um, while I'm giving parents assistance, you know, because is a is a you invested I invested in my skills, so I need to be compensated. Um, and also like it it just like I'm it makes sense also like to do this um to try and get into this field and do it on a full time basis. Um, like the job I the jobs where I were at before um I gave I got pregnant wasn't really a good environment, you know per se, and then. I, since I knew I wanted to breastfeed as exclusively as possible, I was just so afraid to go back into the working world and to navigate that, you know, pumping and everything. Um, So I just decided to concentrate and just build my own, stay home and, um, you know, use my flexibility of my, you know, maternity leave and um, build my own business. Okay. So what do you see your business in the next five years or the next year, I should say? Yeah, five years is a long time. I used to have yeah. this, you know, five-year goal in college, and then, like, you, when you look at five years, like, whoa, certain things can change. We mm-hmm. didn't expect a pandemic in 2020, you know? We didn't yeah. expect so many things. So um, I want to be able to do in-person consults. In the next within the next year, because right now I'm doing just virtual consults um, because of um, COVID. So mm-hmm. I would definitely like to go into the field and you know um, see the babies, um, hold the mothers, hold the birth and parents, because um, a lot of times people only focus on the baby, but the birth and parent that's the person who we need to hold. Like, you know, they need the support. They need the support, yeah. Yeah. Um, so people tend to forget that. Um, I would like to sell products at some point, um, merchandise, um, like e-books. Like what exactly? Um, T-shirts, I guess. Um, I would like to maybe partner with um, a supplier so that I can get wholesale um wholesale prices for like flanges and like, breast um, pumping equipment and um, supplies. Okay. So I can make, um, you know, you go to the store, it's like, you know, a little bit extra money. So if, it, if I could save my clients some money, I would like to do that. Um, I would like to create a guide for, um, you know, black moms, uh, how to navigate um, the breastfeeding world. A lot of things that, People don't tell you, you know, a lot of mm-hmm. secrets, right? Um, and I would like to help moms with that. So I would, I would like to like create a uh, an ebook down the line. Um, yeah. So that's what I see myself yep. in the next year or so. <laughs> Does your business have a mission statement? The reason that the business exists. Yes. So my mission statement is quite simple. It, it speaks to me and my um, personality and who I am. Um, so JC's Lactation Counseling is dedicated to delivering the highest quality of lactation and breastfeeding assistance with an empathetic, 
understanding and trustful approach. Um, we have to, you know, be able to be able to put ourselves in other people's shoes. Understand that each breastfeeding family is different, and one um, there's no one size fits all when it comes to breastfeeding. And I truly understand that. And my clients need somebody who understands that. Um, and somebody who can trust because that's like your, the most sensitive time of your life is the trust that this person is going to give you the correct information. So that's why, um, that's my mission statement. Okay. So now we're going to say, you're going to describe your customer. Why would they select you over the competition? What is unique about your specific business? That's a great question. Um, my customers will be women and birthing people of color who want um, their provider to listen to them and to take their individual and unique needs into consideration. As I mentioned, there's no one-size-fits-all approach when it comes to counseling, breastfeeding families. Um, my customers will be... Um, they're going to be looking for somebody who is culturally competent and somebody who understands the history of black breastfeeding. Um, my customers will be people who are more like more educated, I guess, uh, in terms of they want evidence-based information. They're, they, that's what they're craving. You know, um, they don't mind hearing the jargon or they don't mind hearing the science behind lactation. Um, also, why they would select me over the competition? Pretty simple also. I have a user-friendly booking system and transparency. There's no fine prints, <laughs> no surprises, whatever um, I have. There's no, there's not be any surprises, any, ah, gotcha, you know, you're on the hook for, you know, this extra anything. That's that's not that's not my model at all. What what you see on my website, what you see on my site, or my um my booking links is what you get. Okay. And what is your responsibility as a business owner? Um. So as a person who is given um um assistance and support to families and their babies, um basically providing the best customer service experience. That's my responsibility. Um, and very importantly, being HIPAA compliance and protecting the information of my clients. Um, people are sending me their personal private information. It is my duty to ensure that, excuse me, the software and the um, the websites I'm using are HIPAA compliant, that I am keeping my devices secured. Um, so those are my responsibilities, you know, to be ethical and um, and protect the privacy of my of my clients. So if you had one piece of advice to someone just starting out, what would it be? Um. So you know, everybody does their things differently. I had to give somebody one piece of advice. I would tell people starting out in their business to be slow and methodical. 
Um, like don't jump around into doing too many things, but that that's what I did. I I bought a toolkit um, from a um, a lady in the lactation field. Her name is Annie Frisbee, and she has a paperless lactation. Awesome company, awesome um, lactation professional. I bought it in May, and it was supposed to be a um, a week by week, you know, thing. And it was supposed to take maybe maybe like six, seven, eight weeks to um, do the steps. Why I was doing it in three days? <laughs> <laughs> like you no, know, like that's not the that wasn't the point of it, you know. So I'm there rushing. I'm getting aches. I'm getting pains. I'm missing steps. So I had to slow it down. So that's my advice: mm-hmm. slow it down. You know, like there's. It doesn't make sense rushing through things, and then you know you're not anticipating problems because you're you're, do, you're going too fast. Mm-hmm. So it's best to slow down, try to anticipate as many problems as you can, and have a solution uh, how to fix them before they become an issue. Basically, um, yeah, or know, or at least know where to find um, the answers. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, tell the people where they can find you. Okay, so um, my website is JaniceClarkLC.com. Um, it's under construction right now, but you can find me on Facebook. Um, my page is JC Lactation Counseling. Um, if you go there, um, you can see my the link to my booking um, website. Um, as I said, it's HIPAA compliance. It's very easy to s- select the dates um, and your um, your packages or your services. Um, I have my Instagram as well. Um, that's um, JC Lactation Counseling. <laughs> um, yeah, that's how you can find me. And oh, if you want my phone number, is three four seven nine four eight five seven six nine. You can text, call, and I can direct you um, as needed on the phone as well. Okay, that's amazing. Thank you so much mm-hmm. for your time and thank you, Teresa. for your service to the community. Definitely, and thank you for having this platform and bringing you know women together and you know discussing what makes our businesses unique. Um, I really appreciate this opportunity. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye. 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 So we're on to the next business lady, which is Lourdes Gamis. Which is she's we came up today with um she's a fun facilitator in a um event um location owner. <laughs> I love Hello? that title. Yes, you hear me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> fun facilitator. I love it. I yes. never thought of that. I'm so happy that you gave me that title. <laughs> okay, so your business name is it's well, I have several businesses, uh, but the one I'm mostly known for is Confetti Clowns, which is wow, that one is 16 years old. And then seven years ago, we opened up our party room, which is named Confetti Party Place. 
And that's the one where we create a lot of magic, not only for kids, but for adults too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and well, you already said how long you've been in business and why are you in business? Why am I in business? Well, I'll tell you, um, I had my son's birthday party 17 years ago. Well, no, sorry, 16 years ago. And I hired entertainment and I was not happy with the entertainment that I, that I received. I didn't get the right costume. You know, us mothers, when, when our kids are young, we go with these themes. We want to make sure everything is perfect and that everything goes according to plan. And I was just upset because I had one theme, but what ended up arriving, I had, so I, I had a, uh, a Barney theme because Barney was really big back then. And what ended up arriving was SpongeBob and it didn't even look like SpongeBob. And, and so I was upset about that because it was like SpongeBob on crack. (laughs) (laughs) And then they're like, well, you know, we couldn't get the costume. They gave me all of these excuses. And so I was upset, but whatever, you know, it is what it is. The party must go on. So the entertainment was fine. You know, they did a cute magic show. They face painted. Out of nowhere, Barney finally arrived. And the Barney that I requested, the one that was sent to me as an image of what the costume would look like so that I could approve, that wasn't the one that arrived. It looks even worse than SpongeBob on crack. Wow. So, <laughs> so I said, you know what? I'm going to start my own and I'm going to make sure that no parent ever feels the way I feel right now. If you're going to hire something, you want to make sure that what you hired and what you agreed upon is what you receive. And I can understand if, you know, if this was totally free, but I'm paying for it. And so that's, that's how it all began. Um, I was upset. They did give me, you know, they offered me a discount. They, they took care of me, but that feeling was still there. And I, I already knew, nope, I'm going to do things my way. So I actually asked them to train me, which they did. Uh, I worked with them for, I would say, a month or so. And then I decided I just wanted to branch off on my own and, and do my own thing. Because, you know, there were things going on that I didn't really approve of and Sometimes you're better off alone than, you know, with bad company. So that's what I did. I started my own and thank God, you know, it just flourished into this amazing business. We've done thousands of kids events. We've done grand openings, thousands of of birthday parties, block (laughs) parties. We've done, oh, we've done it all. So we've been blessed time. And, And then, you know, it, after my 10th year, I decided, hey, listen, it's, you know, my cha-cha slide is just not, <laughs> it's just not banging anymore like it used to. <laughs> when I get low, it's like, damn, I can't get up. <laughs> I said, all right, let's open up a party room. And that party room is going to be catered to families who want something nice and affordable. I believe in that. I'm that type of parent. You know, I I want to get the most for my money and so I believe in being affordably priced and that's what we did we we you know care to families who are looking for affordability who are looking for just a good time to have to celebrate with celebrate their child or celebrate a birth of a new baby we do plenty of 
baby showers. Now we're even doing gender reveals, which I love it because it's just another reason to get the family together yeah. and, and <laughs> party. Gender reveals are the bomb. I love it. <laughs> so um, what is your background, your education, and your work experience? And how did this contribute to the business or what background or skills did you need to learn to run your business? Well, I'll tell you that I think I've been working since second grade, and it all started when I used to create. Since to a quarter, so that's how I knew. <laughs> that's how I knew I was a, a side hustler. Started <laughs> second grade, and from there, you know, I, <laughs> I uh, I worked for you know I. I for A&E and the History Channel. That was my longest position. And that's where I think I got the most um, bang for my buck in terms of, I was in marketing and I was a marketing coordinator and we did so, it was just such a great experience. And I'm thankful for that because I was able to use that marketing experience to help create my business. And the funny thing was before I opened up Confetti, I thought, you know, oh, let me be a teacher. I actually went back to school, got my master's in education, and I was I was ready to become a teacher because I, I didn't want the full-time job anymore. I wanted to make sure that come three o'clock, I was with my kids, you know, at home. I didn't want to be coming home at seven on the train, none of that stuff. So, Girl, I was in that. I, so I get my master's. I graduate. Everything's great. I get my first job at a school. I lasted 12 days. Wow. <laughs> 12 days. I was wow. like, oh, no, I cannot do this. <laughs> because mind you, I had already started as a clown. I was dabbling in, in the clowning. That's when I was already learning and getting, you know, I was working with the other entertainment company. So I go and, um, yeah, the 12th day, I said, I quit. I just said, I'm sorry, I can't do this. Because in my mind, I was entertaining at parties for one hour, getting paid lovely. And you know what? I'm out. Mm -hmm. But here, it's 8 in the morning until 2.40. And I'm struggling with these kids to pay attention, to stop talking. I would leave that school building with a headache every day. So I said, (laughs) nope, this isn't for me. (laughs) But um, so, but. I did get like like you had asked me about what kind of experience I needed in order to to do this. Um, I'm grateful that I had my marketing experience. I'm grateful that I think being a mom helped me too. Even though you don't have to be a mom, because a lot of entertainers, a lot of magicians, clowns, uh, people that dress up in characters, a lot of them aren't parents. But you gotta love kids. That's one requirement. You know, if if you're gonna be crabby and just you know just annoyed by either noise or kids running around or you don't have patience you can't do something like what we do you Mm -hmm. have to genuinely love kids I was that adult that if we were at a party or some type of gathering with friends and their kids you would find me in the kid room (laughs) playing I'm talking with them because they're just so I, I just love kids and so that's what helped me create Loopsy Lou the Clown, and, and it's what helped me survive all these years on, on a full-time job, just having fun, you know? My business was a full-time job. 
So, Miss Marketing, how do you market your business? How are people aware of your business? Well, we didn't have social media. It was nothing like this. You know, this is, listen, you can, if you can't start a business in this time, then forget, like, really, you know, I think the only reason you, the only way you would not be able to start a business right now is if you're just either lazy or you procrastinate. Because the opportunities that are out there, especially with social media and all the free advertising, when yeah. I was at, when I was coming up with my business, we had to rely solely on magazines. So I would advertise in family magazines and New York Parent and Bronx Family. And, you know, I would hope and pray that parents would reach out for these free magazines that were always in kitty locations. So whether they were at a library or at a pediatric dentist or, uh, or at a pediatric um, doctor's office, it, that I relied on that, on marketing that way. And then we started emailing, but I wasn't really too big on emailing. More, I, I really did well with word of mouth and with magazines. Now, now it's just easy. I, I post everywhere. I do Facebook ads. I do, I like Facebook ads because if you purchase Facebook ads, it connects you to both Facebook and Instagram. So you're getting viewers who will look into your business, you know, that whatever it is you put out there, they're going to see it from either location. Um, word of mouth is always the best though, because we go to a party as an entertainer, as a clown to do a magic show, and you've got the birthday child and their 20 or 30 friends. So those are 30 potential clients that may hire you for their next party. Or with the party room, I have my, you know, the birthday child or the baby shower mom, or, and you have all her guests that are at your location, and then they're going to call and they're going to say, you know, we'd like to, to rent the room for our event. So that's mostly uh, how we how we've survived all these years, and it's it's through word of mouth, and then and now it's social media, obviously. Okay. Now, um, the last person spoke about um, the pandemic. How did the pandemic affect your business? Oh, girl, we were really. <laughs> I mean, I felt like I was beaten with a club over the head and just left in a corner to die. That's how it felt. It was so bad because I'm sure, you know, Cuomo does not want gatherings mm -hmm. and it, it's, it's crazy because that's how my business thrives. We thrive on gatherings and celebrations. We need parties and we need birthdays. And, and so for, for us to be in this situation, uh, in the beginning, I didn't take it very well at all. I, I had a maybe a good week of just depression. And I'm normally not a depressed person. I'm always laughing and finding humor in anything that I do. But this really, this was bad because I was getting cancellations left and right. If it wasn't for, you know, canceling a clown show, they were canceling the party room. And Girl, 2019 was just so amazing. Oh, my God. It cannot possibly get better than this. 2020 is going to be amazing. And to experience the opposite, to have a list of people that you have to refund their money, 
it got to a point where we just couldn't refund anymore. And, and we offered people a pretty nice package. You know, we told them, listen, hang in there. We're going to not only are we going are we going to honor this year's price, we're also going to discount it. We're going to also add services. So we came up with ways to no longer have to refund the deposit because otherwise it was just going <laughs> to and then to not have any parties in the future, it was going to be, you know, it was going to be scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so what we ended up doing. So after that week of depression, we went back to our roots. And we started doing our character visits again, and we we called them character drive-bys. And we would come by and entertain the children that were stuck at home, and we'd visit them for 10, 15 minutes and sing songs. You know, we would we would play whatever character they wanted. If they wanted Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse would arrive. He would we would play the the music that goes along with Mickey and dance and pose for pictures and the kids loved it. It was so, it did so well. We were doing, oh my gosh, maybe 12 to 15 every day. And my wow. poor kids, cause my poor kids were the ones that had to wear the costume. <laughs> and so they're like, ma, are you serious? I gotta be at school. <laughs> I'm like, well, your school can wait. <laughs> and we did it. We would start I gave them a break afterwards. In the beginning, I was just booking whatever would come in because I needed I needed to be able to have enough money because I didn't know what was going to happen, if I was going to have to pay rent. I didn't know what, what the rent situation. That's what scared me the most, the rent of the party room. Because if I didn't have the party room, girl, I would have been fine. Having that party room is that overhead that I got to take care of. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my landlord, it's not his fault. And... I'm a, I'm a I'm a landlord myself. I I own a home that I rent out, and my tenants were paying me, and I expected them to pay me. So I you know I gotta if I'm expecting them to pay me, then I gotta pay for my party room. So we did that. We did character visits, and then um, then that started dying down a bit, and then we added on painting kits. And we would sketch the canvases and then families would paint from their home. And that kept us very busy for a while too. And then around, I want to say maybe August, it started getting quiet. And I just said, you know what? I, I, I throw in the towel. I can't afford this rent anymore. I'm, I'm literally paying and paying and paying and not enough income is being generated to afford the rent. So my daughter drafted this uh, GoFundMe for me and she posted it. And then I posted it on, on my social media. She posted it on hers. And that was a a true blessing. People all over were just blessing us with donations, all kinds of amounts. And I mean, we, we raised over $8,000 in like four days. It was crazy. It was wow. crazy. I took all of that money and gave it to my landlord. Unfortunately, I couldn't enjoy it. But you know what? At least it's paid for. I didn't have to worry about it. Because that's another thing. There was all these grants going on. And I was getting rejected by all of them. Mm. Not one of them approved me. And um, thankfully, the GoFundMe, you know, that helped. And then they, were, they started doing loans. They were offering loans for small businesses. And I'm thinking... Why would I want to take a loan? 
And what if my party room? I can pay back, right? Yeah, I'm gonna have to pay this back, and my party room's not even open. (laughs) So eventually, I'm gonna have to pay it back. And what's going on here? So thank God, though, Facebook had a small business grant for $2,500, and they awarded me that one. So that helped pay my September rent. Girl, I'm living. It's like I'm living paycheck to paycheck with the rent. (laughs) Grants are coming up. I'm manifesting because you know we're big on manifesting. Yeah, I just manifest money, and magically, grants for twenty five hundred dollars appear, and it just all goes towards the rent. But but but, um, I'm feeling positive because we opened up again in October, and it was our best month this year. A lot of people rented, and November's looking. November was pretty good. It wasn't as good as October. It was okay, but December is looking better. So as long as the numbers stay down, we'll be okay. Man, okay. I gave you a mouthful there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I um, told so, you I was going to talk a lot. <laughs> so with that said, where do you see your business in the next year? Look, if the numbers don't increase again, we'll be fine. Because people want to party. A lot of people are scared. But more people, I find anyway, more people want a party and want and and the good thing is, the parties are small and intimate. Mm-hmm. And my room, my party room, is a small room, so I feel like business for me is going to boom as long as the numbers don't go up. The numbers go up, then you know I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> But then it's okay because I won't focus so much on the party room and I'll just go back to how we started with the clowns and characters and, and entertaining at people's homes or people's, you know, other locations and, and just practice social distancing. That's all. You can do things as long as you're, you know, you wear your mask, you have your sanitizers and you keep your distance from people. You, you can, I mean, we've survived. No one in my home, in my home has gotten sick. So we've been fine with the practices that we've been putting into place. So So does your business have a mission statement, the reason that the business exists? Our reason for existing is just to celebrate life. It gets no better than that. Be grateful and thankful that your child has their first birthday, that that for the parents, they survived their first year of being a new parent. But that's our mission statement. It's just celebrating life. Okay. Now describe your customer. Why do they select you over the competition? And what is unique about your business? All right. What was the first question? <laughs> describe your customer. Oh, my favorite, and- my type of customer. So my customer is the type of mom who, you know, she she's, savvy in her spending. She doesn't want to go over the top. She wants something comfortable, cozy, and affordable, you know, because you, you still want money left over to go to Disney World or go somewhere else. You know, my my customer has either a mom or a soon-to-be mom, and they want to celebrate their child's party with more than just a cake. They want to they wanna definitely, you know, have some pictures and friends and the food and the whole nine yards. They want that. They want to celebrate that. 
That's definitely our type of customer. And why do they select you over the competition? Why would they select us? Because I believe that we give quality at an affordable price. A lot of times for good quality, you've got to pay an arm and a leg. And I feel that, you know, we charge, I would say maybe, you know, it's reasonable, but we charge, I think, according to what families want to spend, which when I talk to coaches, they always tell me, no, you have to charge according to what you want to make and how you perceive your, your quality. And I'm like, but you know what? I'm a customer too. And mm-hmm. I'm a customer too. And I'm real. You know, if, if I feel that I'm getting my money's worth, I'm going to give you my money without a problem. And I know that I'm going to be taken care of. So I want families to feel like that about me when, when they reach out for my services. Um, and the question was, what is unique about your business? What is unique? I will say that from the moment you book your entertainment, whether it's entertainment at home or the party room, all the way to the end, you are getting nothing but friendly service, smiles, and we make you feel like part of the family, you know? It's, I think that's very important, and a lot of companies miss out on that. They don't add the personal touch because at the end of the at the end of the day, it's not about you're a customer, and I'm the service provider. It's listen, we're all humans. We need this human. We need to feel warm and fuzzy. I like that. I like warm, fuzzy laughter. I like all of that stuff. So that's what you're gonna get from our company because that's just the way I am. And that's how I want those who work with me to be. I'm really big on that. What is your responsibility as a business owner? My responsibility is to make sure that the customer has gotten 110% satisfaction. And it's also my responsibility to make sure that they're safe and that they're just having a good time and that all of my specifications, as well as theirs, their expectations, that they're both met, that we both come together and what you're expecting and what I'm delivering, we're on the same page because that's how I started my business. So if that's how I started it because my expectations were not met, I have to make sure that the customer's expectations are met because I know that feeling and I don't want anyone to feel like that with me. Mm-hmm. So if you had one piece of advice to someone just starting out, what would it be? Hmm. I would say be open to all opportunities. Don't limit yourself. Don't close yourself in a box and say, oh, we are only a party room. We can't do, I'm just giving you as an example. Like if I were mm-hmm. to say, oh, I only have a part, I have a party room and it's only for birthday parties and baby showers. Well, you know what? I've hosted so many other great events that I'm glad I didn't limit myself. And I'm glad that I opened up to other possibilities. I've hosted Zumba, yoga, hip hop classes. I've hosted, 
you were one of my mompreneurs. We had a, a mom, mompreneur event where local moms, local Bronx moms came and the community supported them by buying whatever it was that they were offering, their merchandise, their, you know, their, their in your case, your, your amazing cupcakes and your girl, the banana pudding. But anyway, <laughs> so I, that's what I would say. Be open, be open to finding out ways to be flexible with your business. Don't just make it, you know, a lot of people say, no, just focus on your niche and just focus on one thing. No, if there's if there's an opportunity for you to make money, being flexible and, and looking at other opportunities that are out there, why not? Um, tell the people where to find you at. All right. So our website is confettipartyplace.com. And on Facebook and on Instagram, it's Confetti Party Place. And I wanted to let your audience know that I also, in the time of COVID, I also joined an online company that provides, it basically helps your, it helps you convert your home into safer non-toxic products. And so that's something that at first, it was funny, I just, you know, I have my business. So when someone offered me the opportunity, I thought, no, you know, I, I, I don't want to <laughs> yeah. look into that right now. I just, mm-hmm. I just want to clean my home safely. I don't want to use Lysol. I want to use things that are safer for the environment and for me, because studies show that a 12, there was a 12-year study where women on average cleaning one day a week with these household commercial products their lungs are that of someone who's been smoking and they weren't even smokers. So I didn't want that. Yeah. I didn't want that to happen to me. So I've never tried a cigarette in my life. I wasn't about to, you know, just to use Clorox, I'm going to have busted up lungs, especially now during COVID when that's, you know, Mm -hmm. what gets attacked the most. So girl, I, I tried the products. I tried the disinfectants. I tried the hand, I tried everything. And a week later, I was like, oh, my God, I'm convinced. I want, you know, I want to be, I want to refer others. So that's where I'm at now, too. And and it actually helped me put food on the table during COVID when my party room closed and I didn't know what I was going to do. I said, you know what, let me join here. And I referred a few friends and I enrolled many. I enrolled over 50 people already. And the beauty is residual income because you, you get paid for their their the retention rate, people keep ordering because they like the products. So every month that they order, you're getting paid. You get, you get a percentage of that. So that's another business that I started. I started six months ago and I'm loving it. And if you'd like more information on that, definitely you can, you know, contact us through Confetti Party Place. And our phone number is 917-579-0867. And Teresa, thank you so much for the opportunity. You're this welcome. was this was wonderful, and it's always great to talk to you. You too. You and me go back, way back, yes. right? <laughs> yes. We go way back when you um, were just learning to how to make your cupcakes. How to be the, yeah, in the beginning. <laughs> but I said this is the time now, like you said, for um, people to start businesses, but also in getting residual incomes and different multiple streams of income because. Um, if anything this pandemic told showed us is that um 
tomorrow's not promised, so you need to set up your future also. Mm-hmm. So um, having multiple streams of income and not living paycheck to paycheck is a big thing for 2020. Because some people, they looked at 2020 as, okay, you know, this was a downfall. But for some, if you looked at it differently, it was it, it was their boost up and their, their, they got their hustle on, their grind on, and it turned out very well for those people who started new businesses or found the way to um, still have their business flourish during a pandemic. Absolutely. Yes. All the new businesses that came out as a result of this. Yes. All the new businesses that came out as a result of, you know, catering to families that, that are stuck at home. Well, how, mm-hmm. what can we do to, to relieve this situation? So, yes, I remember I even saw you, you know, finding new things to do. And, and you were starting all these little businesses here and there. I'm like, look at Teresa go <laughs> with the nails. And with <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I got to figure it out. That's right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Thank you, and God bless your podcast, and God bless you, girl, and your family, too. Thank you. All right, my love. Bye-bye. All right, we are going to the next lady boss, Miss Femi with Femi Wright. Hello? Hello. Hello. talk a little bit about my small businesses with us. Um, currently, I'm doing um, coaching. That's my new passion that I founded during the pandemic because I feel like people need accountability. People need someone to have their back. People need help with guidance on trying to figure out their purpose, um, setting goals, and um, just genuinely being happy from the inside out. So I decided to start um, Life and Happiness Coaching because of that and because of all the, you know, trials and tribulations I've been through in my life and having to pick myself up um, many of times without having that support or someone there to do so. So I wanted to be that person for someone else. So this is why I started this business. And as um, Lordez spoke, I also have Publishing Streets, which I've done for seven years now. And it's pretty much as a home-based vacant business, which I call myself a cake artist because that's what I am. And I've been, um, I started out, it wasn't great, but I worked my way to make sure that decorations was on point. I worked on my flavor first because there's nothing like having a really pretty, nasty cake. Um, you can reach me on anything under Purplicious Streets or Life and Happiness Coaching. I'm on Instagram, Facebook. Um, they both have websites, and you can just um, search up. See if I can get this person on here. Hello? Maybe she's, um, 
apologies for the technical difficulties. Hopefully we get back and running shortly. Okay, she's going to call back in. Another way. Hi, Teresa. How are you? Hi, I'm fine. How are you? <laughs> Sorry, I, I had some difficulties with this in the headphone, so I just called in. No problem. What is his name? Can you hear me? Okay, what did you say? I said, what is the business name? I'm Sammy uh, Lewis. I'm Sammy. Breaking in and out. I'm dying over here. What about now? You sound better. Okay. So first night is um attack and cut it out Yeah, hello? Yes. Sorry, I went outside. Okay, okay. so Femi, Femi Wright is um, <clears throat> a content creation and coaching service for entrepreneurs. And what I do is I work with entrepreneurs who want to create the best um, messages for their business, tell their stories authentically, and share themselves um, on social media, through their email newsletters, and through their website content. Okay. And how long have you been in business? So I've I've been running my business as Femi Rice since about 2019, late, late 2018, early 2019. Before that, I used a different name um, but I, that I have been using for a number of years. But I did like a major business pivot. Because I felt like, um, you know, the climate that we're in right now as entrepreneurs with everything being online and everything being centered around our lifestyles and how we live and how we do work, I really wanted my business to reflect that and to speak that to the target audience. So I changed the name to Femi Wright, and I changed to just offering a service to offering coaching and also doing like workshops and, and um, doing digital products. So I'm working on creating digital products that people can download, like purchase templates for how to write for your website, how to write for your emails and things like that. 
Okay. So why are you in business? Um, I think I've always been somebody who had another stream of income. Um, I was a teacher, a high school English teacher for 10 years, and I stopped. I went on when my daughter was born, and I was freelancing at the time, and it was like a way to just bring in some extra money. So, you know, when I when I wanted to buy myself something, I had money, and I didn't need to, you know, ask my husband for money. Like, it is 2000 and something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I, I always wanted to have my own money, and then... You know, once I had my son, I really felt like I wanted a different type of life for my family. I didn't necessarily want to be going to work every day um, and juggling, you know, work and family life. I wanted to put them in a position where I could be available to pick them up at 3 o'clock. But during the day, I could be working on my things and I could work on my business on the weekend. And so for me, um, it was more that I wanted flexibility in my life. And that's why I decided to move forward with a business, with running a business. Okay. So um, how did you get started? So I, okay, so I, I told you that I had a different business. It was called The Right Impression. And maybe like around 2002, I had started doing resumes for people. At that time, I was working in journalism. And, I, you know, content creation online was not a big thing. So I was doing resumes and cover letters for people. Um, and then I started doing some work for business owners. Um, and I stopped. And then I, you know, got back into freelancing. And so I've been doing it pretty much for like the last 20 years in some, in some way. Okay. Um, what problems do your business solve? So my business solves the problem of, you know, entrepreneurs know how to deliver a service or a product to their consumer, right? You design cakes. You're a cake decorator and, and a fabulous one, and your take, cakes taste great, right? Um, somebody else might be, you know, um, have a house cleaning service, or someone else might, you know, do some sort of concierge work for someone, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they know how to express their ideas to their audience. So that's where I come in. I can help you come up with messages that will deliver, right? Because you just don't want to say, oh, I clean houses. Great. Mm-hmm. What's the benefit of you coming to my house and cleaning it? Well, if you come to my house and clean it, then I have more time to do other things, right? Um, yeah. If you come to my house and clean it, I can put up my feet and relax after a hard day of work. So those are the things that I pull out that sometimes, you know, as a business owner, you might not necessarily realize is an important part of the message. So that's what I saw. And and there are some people that really just want to know how to do it themselves. So I teach you how to do that. You want to know how to come up with a content calendar? I'll help you um, create that content calendar so that you know how to do it yourself. Okay. 
So um, the next question is, what is your background, your education, and your work experience? And how did <laughs> this contribute to the business, or what background or skills did you need or learn to run your business? Okay. So I've I've been a writer um, for a very long time. Um, I think I, I said earlier that I worked in journalism for a number of years. Um, and then I became um, a high school English teacher. I did the New York City Teaching Fellows Program. And I did high school English. I was, I, I still do adjuncts. Um, teach writing courses at local colleges in the area. Um, And on top of that, um, so I think all of those experiences as a writer and as an educator, I bring to the table in my business, you know, because I look at every opportunity to teach entrepreneurs so that they can do their business better so that they can run their business better and they can reach their target audience better. So that that's my professional background. Um, you want to know about my degrees? Trust me, I got students. <laughs> but um, yeah, I went to City College for undergrad and I got uh, a MFA, a Master's of Fine Arts from there too. And I went to St. John's University and I have a degree from there in um, secondary education English. So. Okay. And um, how did the, all of that contribute to the business? Or did you need to learn any new skills in order to run the business? Well, you know what? I think there's a big difference between writing as a journalist for like a print publication versus an online publication. So um, one of the biggest clients I had um, was Thought.co. I used to be the African-American history expert for them for a couple of years. And one thing I really learned in that position was how to write online, right? So how to write those catchy headlines that make people click, um, how to do search engine optimization, how to write headlines um, that, you know, because people scan online. They don't they don't read an entire everything on their screen. They scan. So how to create um, sub-headlines within a text so that people will keep reading, how to create content that's linked to that content. So, like, for instance, Teresa, if you were writing um, – if you had on your YouTube channel um, something about, I know on Fridays you do your credit repair thing, so mm-hmm. you would link those all to, like, the same subject. So creating hubs of content and things like that. So those are just things that, you know, you learn along the way. And, um, you know, I, there are things that I want to learn more about. I want to learn more about search engine optimization so that I can really – teach entrepreneurs about how to not just have a website online, but have it really rank and have people be able to search for you locally, because that's important. Um, but, you know, it's it's a lot that you just learn as you go. Okay. And how do you market your business, and how are people aware of your business? So there's a few things I do. Um I'm on Upwork. Um, that's like an online marketplace for writers and stuff. So a lot of people will find me on there and ask me to do work. 
Um, I also am in a lot of Facebook groups, and what I do in those groups is I'll share my blog posts or, you know, I'll come on somebody's post when they have a question about, you know, developing content or something that they want to do in their business, and I'll tell them about my service. I'll give them a quick tip, and then I'll go in my their inbox, and I'll just be like, hey, I have this um, service. You know, I don't know if this is something that you want or need, but I just wanted to put it out there if you'd like to do a discovery call. Um, I have blog. I blog um, not as much as I could because lately I've been getting a ton of business, so I haven't been able to work in my personal business. But I promote those blog posts that I write um, on LinkedIn and on Facebook and on Instagram and emails. I send emails pretty often to people um, about the work that I do. And I find, like, you know, some business is slow. Once I start talking about business, it kind of opens up the universe for, for work to come to me. Yeah, and it does. I feel that way, too, so, yes. Yeah. So, you no, know, um, it's like once you, once you keep talking and talking, people start to notice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, yeah. how, how did the pandemic affect your business, if it affected it at all? What, um, oh, the pandemic? Okay, yeah. so huh, in some ways, because I have one client that I do content creation for, and we work mostly in tools doing technology, but our programming was in the afternoon. So for a while, you know, of course, because the kids were home, we didn't have any work, but we did a quick business pivot. Um, everything is now online, and so we offer online courses. What I do with them is um, we have facilitators that um, deliver the courses, but I go in and I edit the content and make sure that it's engaging for high school and junior high school students. So, you know, that was one way it kind of it was a little slow in the beginning. And also me, you know, it was, it was such a abrupt change for all of us that I just remember feeling a little shell-shocked. So in the beginning, I honestly did something I probably shouldn't have done, which was froze. But when I unfroze, I was kind of more fire. So I had I have somebody that I, I work with, and I do um, blog posts for a weekly. Um, I've been doing a lot of e-books, ghostwriting for people and editing for people. And so the work has just been coming. And I've been sharing what I've been doing. And, and in sharing what I've been doing and doing a good job, I've been getting more work. It has mm-hmm. changed the way I work. I will say that because, you know, my children are home. It's not as much as they were. My, just, my, my daughter is blended, but my son goes every day. But, you know, when she's home, I don't get any work done. So that means I'm waking up at 5 o'clock in the morning to work. Or I'm waiting until after they've had their bath and gone to bed that I'm going back to work. So, I mean, it's it's a new normal. It's not easy, but we got to work through it, and we have to work through it so that our kids can see us adapt and learn that you got to work through things. You still mm-hmm. got to pay bills. You still got to live, right? So you yeah. can't remain frozen. <laughs> yeah. Where do you see a business in the next year? Oh, in the next year. So huh, I, I see myself continuing what I do. I want to start offering um, more courses. I'm considering doing a youth 
YouTube channel. Um, so I'm going to do live courses and also recorded courses that people could download. Hopefully I can write write some sort of workbook for people. Um, I have a lot of ideas. I don't always have time to execute said ideas. So I, I would say within the next year, I would like to have uh, more long-term clients. And at least one of those things comes to fruition, the YouTube channel or um, the recorded courses. Yeah. Okay. So within, you know, my coaching, we my whole thing is setting goals and trying to make sure that it's achievable by using the SMART mm-hmm. um, thing, which is making sure it is um, – I always forget the, the acronyms. Specific. Specific, <laughs> that one um, measurable, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time – I think it's time, yeah. So, you know, you say, you know, you can't, but then it pretty much it will break it down for you what you can do monthly, weekly, daily to help you actually achieve those goals. So that's something you can work on together. (laughs) I I think that would be cool. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, I I will say, oh, I forgot to add one thing that I have done is I've kind of gotten out of my, like, I was scared to go live, and I went live a couple times during Friday's Um mm-hmm. and that was, you know, like a really awesome experience and something that I'm going to continue doing um, because I feel like <clears throat> I do have a lot of value to share with people, and when I, when I, the few times that I did go live, people really liked it and they responded really well, so I want to continue that, um, building that momentum with Friday's with Honey. And that helps you. That helps set you up for when it's time to do your YouTube channel. So then now you're comfortable on screen. Exactly. Yes. So does your business have a mission statement? The reason that the business exists. Yeah, I would say that it does. The mission of Femi Rights is to um, coach service-based businesses to create strong messages that to their target audience. Short and to the point. Mm-hmm. And describe your customer and why do they select you over the competition? What is unique about your business? Um, I think <laughs> what, what did one of my clients say to me yesterday? Like, you are so dope. You are dope. That's what she said to me. Um, so I think I bring like that just down to earth Bronx girl grit that is mm-hmm. like, listen, this is what you need to do, right? Um, and, and this is how we can do it. You got to listen to what I say. Um, I'm honest and I'm warm, um, but I'm also on a strong arm and I'm going to challenge you to do your best. And I think that people that work with me understand that, and I've come with a lot of value to the table, and so people respect that. And so people that want to work with me know that um, I'm going to be honest with them always, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to tell them the things that they need to hear, not the things that they want to hear, because I want them 
to reach their audience and, and be the best in their business. What is your responsibility as a business owner? Oh, my responsibility. Huh. I guess it's, you know, it's my responsibility to, to, to help other business owners, you know, have content that is really going to market their business effectively and teach them how to be strategic and plan and produce and promote and then look at their outcomes and see what's working and what's not. Um, and so that's my responsibility to help people learn how to be strategic, right? It doesn't make any sense at all to just put up, a, you know, a picture of a cake and say, hey, this is what I do. No, put up a picture of your cake in the middle of, you know, the room when the room is set up so that people see what that cake does for the room. And then in your, in your, in your caption section, write about your process of making that cake and why you created it. And that's what I do. I hope um, entrepreneurs really tell the story of their work. I think that's my responsibility. I should have wrote all of this down. <laughs> <laughs> but it's better coming from, you know, on top of your head because then it's, you know, genuine. You didn't get time to rehearse it or anything. So yeah. if no, I mean have, for myself for later. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you have the questions, so you can always go back and read and put them in there. So if you yeah. have one piece of advice to someone just starting out, what would it be? I would be to start thinking about words and messages that you want, that you believe will share with your audience. And what I mean is think about what your audience needs from you, right? There's tons of people that sell candles and jewelry, and there are tons of party rooms. There's tons of cleaning services. There's tons of coaches. But be authentic and tell your story so that you can really meet the needs of people that are like you that want to work with you. And that begins with the words that you use and the pictures that go along with it. So focus on knowing who you are and writing those things down and having images that can pair with that easily. Okay. And how can the people find you? Um, <clears throat> you can come to my website, femirights.com, as, as in Frank. E-M-I, right, W-R-I-T-E-S dot com. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook as Femi Wright. On LinkedIn, I'm Femi Lewis. And you can email me, Femi at Femi Wright. I appreciate your time and your information. Thank you so Thank much you for joining us. You're so welcome. So sorry about the technical difficulty. It's it's life. It happens. We're not perfect. (laughs) Exactly. All right. Thank you so much. All right. You're welcome. Good night. Good night. So, um, I have two other people, but um, with the timing, they won't be able to join us. But the three amazing women that I did have really gave 
a lot of information, and I really appreciate them. I think I'm going to do this segment once a month by um, highlighting um, entrepreneurs, small business owners, not just females, men, children, whoever has a small business that they want to talk about. I think I'll make this a monthly segment. And this is Life and Happiness Coaching. I'm Coach Purple Lady. If you're going to be anything, be awesome. Good night.